Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Blister Podcast on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Today, we've got Mike Rogie back on the show. Mike is the editor and owner of Mountain Gazette. And a couple years ago, I decided to start having Mike come on so that the two of us could talk just a bit about what we were seeing in terms of the state of outdoor media. And in this particular conversation, we talk a bit about the two big books, one that we have coming out, our Blister Winter Buyer's Guide. That is going to be heading out from the printer and into your hands this coming week. And then over on the Mountain Gazette side of things, well, they are coming out with their massive issue number 200. And Mike and I discuss just a few of the highlights coming out from Mountain Gazette issue number 200. And folks, there is still a bit of time here for you to try to get your hands on that issue because I am confident in saying that issue number 200 is definitely going to sell out. So you're going to hear us talk a bit about Jeremy Jones's piece in Mountain Gazette number 200, Carl Fosfed's piece, and how comedian Steve Martin came to contribute something to issue number 200. Oh, and you're also going to hear us talk a little bit about how I'm going to be getting involved in the Mountain Gazette library. So we talk about that at the end of this conversation. And yeah, going to be doing some more stuff with Mountain Gazette here. So excited about that. This episode of the Blister Podcast is presented by Open Snow. And we've all been there scrolling through multiple clunky websites and apps full of ads to find all of the snow and weather forecast data to plan our next powder chase or high alpine adventure. And if you can relate, well, it might finally be time to retire those other weather apps thanks to Open Snow, which is a one stop shop for all of your essential weather tools. You can view 10 day weather forecasts for any location on Earth, read expert local analysis from Open Snow's team of local forecasters, you can track active fires with perimeter, hotspot, and smoke forecast maps. Avoid lightning with live and forecast radar. Compare recent conditions and forecasts at your favorite locations and much more. And even better, you can try Open Snow today by visiting opensnow.com blister and receive a free trial through January 31st, 2024 with no credit card required. So go to opensnow.com blister check it out, start seeing all of the different features, and you will then understand why so many of us here at Blister count on open snow every single week. And now, let's talk to Mike Rogie about Mountain Gazette and the state of outdoor media. Here we go. Mike Rogie. How are you today and where exactly are you today? Hello, Jonathan. Uh, I am well. I am um, completely burnt out. Um, and I am recording this from inside my wife's car 
because the new Mountain Gazette office was painted yesterday and I did not want to pass out from paint fumes doing it inside the office. So I am actually parked in Tahoe City, not far from our friend Cody Tazen's house. Right, I wanted to do this from a dock because I've been inside for nine months. <laughs> and you you promptly were... I wouldn't yeah, let you. you wouldn't let me. You're like, I don't care how good you think this is. It's not good. And so, um, yeah, so I am doing this from inside of my wife's car parked in Tower City near a dock. We won't tell people about how the last 45 minutes I was like, I'm making you move. And you're like, but it's beautiful out. It's so pretty. I'm so happy. And I was like, I don't care about your happiness right now. But and then I was proud of you because you're like, I could go sit in a car. And I was like, oh, cars actually have really good acoustics. That's a pro tip if people didn't know. But now you have the window down and your arm out the window, which is kind of killing the acoustic thing. There is that. Like, I don't want to be the podcast host who kills the podcast guest because they have a heat stroke. That would not go well for me. So, um, we're, it's all about compromise, right? I am not kidding. Like, we finished the magazine yesterday morning at nine. Well, we, we finished it actually like at 6 a.m. My art director and I stayed up like kind of all night. And then we had this cover that we really wanted, but we're waiting for permission from the artist's family. The artist has since passed on, you know, several years ago. And so as we were uploading our files yesterday, we were like, cool, we're done. And then the email came that said, hey, you guys can run it. So we're like, oh, shit. So we canceled the upload. Our printer thought something went wrong. They're like waiting to like, and we changed our cover last minute, which is the third issue in a row that we have done that very thing so i'm really pleased with our cover we're done and my all that is to say that all i wanted to do today was get outside because i've just been inside and i was like perfect like blister pot i'll do it from a dock isn't that aren't i quirky like and you're like no dude it sounds terrible and i'm like look our friend's boat is over there you're like i don't care about boats that's not what it's about so It's not what it's Here about. I am right? in the car, and that's why the windows are open. Yeah, I need some fresh air. <laughs> you need some fresh air. I'll give you. I'll give you the fresh air. Hey, um, you know, normally when we do these conversations for the Blister Podcast twice a year, one of the things we do is sort of talk a bit about the outdoor media landscape. But you know what? We are not doing that this time because we're going to talk about us. You mentioned that you just took issue number 200 to the printer. We're going to talk more about issue number 200, but we just sent off to the printer our ninth massive winter buyer's guide. And so, and I want to actually share one story about that. You, I think you just said you wrapped up at like 6 a.m. Yeah, yesterday. Is that when you kind of did the like, okay, we're done. This is going to the printer. That's quite a moment, right? There's like nervousness about it. You're like, what did we forget? What isn't quite right? But here we go. We're sending it. But I, I want to I recount this anecdote from the other night. We, we were wrapping things up. My managing editor, Luke Coppa, and I, I believe we got on a call. It was, I think it was maybe at about 7 p.m. And we went page by page through our 270-page guide. 
And we wrapped up, it was approaching 10 p.m. And we were kind of wrapping things up, you know, so it's it's dark outside. And I I really we we kind of hung up and I I really started to kind of appreciate that. Our our whole team worked on this book and I am extremely proud of them. But there was really something that I haven't told Luke this, by the way, but there was really something special to me about just Luke and me. It's 10 p.m. at night. We've gone through to do our last check through. We're tweaking small things as we go. And I mean, Luke, Luke is special, you know, like Luke is special and did such a heavy lift on this guide. And these are the small moments that people don't see, but it's like just Luke and me. And we're looking at page 213. And we're like, you know, if we just tweak that, and it's like, I've been working on this book with Luke for a number of years now. And I really, um, I was somehow like nostalgic in the moment or savoring this tiny moment where it was just the two of us talking, going through, tweaking things. And I really, really was grateful for it. And so I want to take a moment just to say like, Luke, I appreciate you. You're amazing to work with. But I like these small moments. People are going to see the book and, you know, hopefully be wowed by it. And, you know, we hear a lot like, oh, my God, this is the level of detail and this is great and all that. But it's like that moment at 10 p.m. is probably going to be the signature moment for me in thinking about this book. I do that with our art director. Kim Strowers is our copy editor. She copies, copy edits everything. And we, her edit is the, is the editor of God. So we're like, cool, this is it. I'm not messing with it. Um, but then things happen in that, you know, ninth inning, if you will, where it's like the game's on the line. And we're like, you know, this story is really strong at four pages. We've got it at eight. And I think Jeremy Jones's piece needs an extra spread. Or like, so we start moving things around. We start adjusting page numbers. We start. And that's where things get really fun because we're like, it's almost like, I, I don't want to think of like, you know, we're cooking and we're like, let's add spices at the end. That's not what we're doing. We're just like, cool. Which part of this magazine can we make a little better? Can we make stronger? Like, and, and that to me, and like full, like for John, John, apologies for sharing us, but like John and I got into like a major fight. We're like basically yelling at each other at like three in the morning, but I like that relationship. Like, it's not that our relationship isn't respectful, but it's mostly like, hey, we could have done this differently. This could have been easier for us or whatever. But I do think part of making this, and I will tell you, I hope this is our first and last 200 page issue. I want to go back to 160 so badly. We made it 200 pages for 200. We didn't want to be like self congratulatory. With 200, be like, look, here's 30 pages about how great Mountain Gazette's been since 1966. We were like, no, we love our readers. We're all about readers first. So let's make it 200 pages of what they love. And that's our way of saying thank you to them for getting us from 194 to here. But my God, like, I'm not going to lie, you guys. This is a gift that I don't want to give again. It took so much out of us. Like, I, I, I know people will love it. I feel confident. I've never felt that confident releasing a magazine but we've got something for everyone in here we really really tried to make it um, something for our readers first and foremost and 
Yeah, I mean, God, we, I mean, we have so much, there's so much in it. A normal, a normal magazine has like three to six feature like stories in it. Six is like a lot. We have like 12 to 15 in a normal issue of Mountain Gazette. We have 21 in this issue. And so some of those stories are four or 5,000 words. And what I mean by that, if you're listening, like, what is that? Um, back to your school days, a thousand words typed is three pages on word. So like, that's the context for you. I don't care if you double space or make it really like it's about three pages. And so we have three to 20,000 word stories. So it was a huge rift. I mean, Jeremy Jones wrote an epic. that's like 7,000 words. It's such a good adventure story. Like, you know, like I'm with you though. Like it's in those tiny moments. And I was telling my wife last night that I'm actually in my favorite time of Mountain Gazette where I get to live, John and I and Kim get to live with the magazine that we made for the next three to four weeks before it arrives. So like now's the time I get to enjoy it, you know, before anyone else, I get to like appreciate the photography, the art, the stories. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this moment being done. I want to also though, tell people about you know i think you on the socials made some post about oh man issue number 200 it's massive 200 it's pages beast. and i was like bro bro ours is 270 and <laughs> you you just responded it was something about our feeble you know normal size pages yeah and you're like if we ran normal size pages it would be like I'll let you finish the, 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 the story. Our printer said it would be about, because we're 11 by 17, right? Foot and a half tall by two feet wide when you open it. And so our printer said it would be around like 325 pages, which is a book. Like we're sending people a coffee table book. And we're not even the biggest one. Like Victory Journal prints in our size and they put out like a 280 in our format, which again is like a four or 500 page magazine. Like, um, I don't know. I, I'm glad that we did 200. I think it's going to be a lot of content. It's a lot of variety, but, um, but also man, like it's different. Like the amount of content you guys put on a spread, like I could just be like, Jeremy Jones, the story is great. Let's add an, one more photo across two pages and a little caption. Boom. Two pages. You know what I mean? Like that, That's easy for us. You guys are like, cool, let's add another spread. And there's probably like, what, 8,000 words on toe pieces on that just one spread? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's your go-to, 8,000 words on toe pieces. Or it's like, oh, our investigative hard-hitting piece on early rise versus rocker. And I'm like, oh. I also, to be fair, like, I'm a subscriber. I love, I love your gear guide. And because I don't write reviews anymore, I wrote reviews for a long time for, you know, powder and um, I actually appreciate, I appreciate the work that goes into it, the level of detail you guys have, but truthfully, like I actually make my ski decisions based off of your guide too. So that to me is like really important when it comes, when it comes and I'm like, cool, I trust the opinion of the people who work at Blister. So that's why I like it. And I'm like, what I love is that I don't have to be exhaustive anymore and do the research myself. I like that you guys do it for me. And also I like, you know, we have friends in the industry, you know, that are in your guide. So like, maybe that's not the ski brand for me, but like, they're my friends and I want to kind of see what's new in their product offering. Like I appreciate 
going through the guide that way as well. Being like, oh shit, Rosie's like doing some cool things. Like I should text Nina and let her know that that looks cool or what have you. So I like it for that too. Hmm. So yeah, hmm. man. Appreciate it. Let's talk more about 200. Where do you want to start? Sprinkle some, sprinkle some of the highlights for us. Yeah. Well, I want to start with maybe one of the more flattering moments I've had with Mountain Gazette, something that like truly made me feel great about it. So um, Steve Jones, one of the co-founders of TGR, showed his younger brother, Jeremy Jones, Mountain Gazette. Steve is a subscriber. Steve and Todd are friends of mine. And Jeremy and I live in the same town, but we don't really know each other that well. Um, Jeremy straight up just subscribed to the magazine, not knowing it was made, knowing it was made in Tahoe. And then what I noticed is he started buying our merch. Again, like he's Jeremy Jones. I'd be happy to send him a hoodie or a t-shirt. We started buying it. He started sharing it on his socials. And finally I reached out and I was like, Jared, look, like it's me. And he's like, dude, I had no idea. My brother, I had really no idea it was you doing this. So that was really cool. That was like two years ago. And then he went on this mission and it wasn't a marketing trip. There was no like brand support like that. He went on a trip with three of his best friends, one of whom is Meng Poo and one of our senior photographers here. And at the top of this line, Jeremy looked at Ming and said, we got to send this story to Rogi and Mountain Gazette. And so in, I think it was like May, Ming called me as we were wrapping up 199. He goes, Jeremy and I have a story for you. He told me this. And I just remember thinking like, arguably one of the most big mountain, like probably the best big mountain traveler when it comes to skiing or snowboarding ever was on top of this like cherry once in a lifetime line and was thinking about our format, our pages. And so just given that he's a a subscriber first, we care about our subscribers. Our opening story is Palm Springs Shroudpanism by Jeremy Jones and Ming Poon. And Ming was in our first issue back. It feels really good. And they went and rode three lines, uh, one in Death Valley, one outside of Mount Baldy. And then they rode underneath the snow, they rode the Snow Creek line in Palm Springs. California had a huge winter and La Nina pounded Southern California. And so they went and rode three lines that, you know, Baldy might be in again, but like, it's hard to say when Death Valley and Palm Springs are going to have that amount of snowfall. And what I love is that Jeremy wrote one of my favorite kind of outdoor magazine stories, which is it's a story about three friends going to do something that's frankly useless and fun. And it wasn't, it wasn't for a movie. It wasn't for a brand project. They went and did it because it was fun and Ming shot photos and they didn't even plan to do it for us until the last, you know, second to last line of the trip. And, and I love it, dude. It's just, it's from, it's from the gut. It's a like true sleep in the back of your truck, dirt bag story. Um, there's no fancy hotels or like helicopter and it's just a couple and it's people doing things that are doing cause it's fun and it's a skier, two skiers, two snowboarders. You know what I mean? I just, what I love about it, man, is that, um, it inspired me actually. I was like, cool, this winter, I'm going to call two of my friends and we're going to plan a trip. That's not for mountain Gazette, not for anything. We're just going to go do something that we want to do. Cause it's, stupid and fun and safe and and we can say we did it it's a story that we can have and and i mean that's that's our opener and i think we're running it at like 12 to 16 pages 
photos are cool. You know, like big pow slashes going descending down to the desert. You know, it's really cool stuff. First of all, it's a great story. I mean, I've, I've read that piece. And I want to just say this. I love Jeremy's writing. Me too. And I'm real critical about writing. Me too. And I, I have said multiple times, probably on this podcast, like when you think about the literature that surrounds different sports, I have said that in terms of what sport has kind of produced the best literature, I think it's, it's either climbing or running. I find climbers to be inherently reflective people and then will produce like really thoughtful, well-written pieces about climbing. I think runners are close. It's, it's maybe a tie or those are kind of one and two in my book. Man, Jeremy's writing, Jeremy is like, like holding the flag for snowboarders. And I, and apologies, I'm sure there are many other brilliant writers who are passionate about snowboarding, but that one of the best, that one of the best big mountain riders ever is also writing at such a high level. I love, and I, I didn't know that about Jeremy really until I read The Art of Shralpinism. Yeah, I love that book. And uh, I, love, I love this fact. Yeah, as someone who just got to edit him, I will say that my favorite thing about the way he writes is that um, I think he has the confidence in what he writes. He's confident in what he's writing, you know? But also, his story came over with the caveat of, hey, this is clay. Let's mold it to how you want, like, what fits, like... Very open to feedback, very open to edits, very open to like um, giving more, which like digging deep, going on tangents, like, um, and like writes in his kind of writes like notes in his piece to his editor of where he's unsure, where he's confident, where he's like questioning what he's writing. And I think that's what's really good about him. Again, like, I always thought he was a great writer. I think what's cool is like he's great at working with editors, I have to imagine. Because my one experience working with him was like, um, I, I like to be a light-handed editor. I want the voice of the writer to come through, not my voice or Mountain Gazette's voice. Like, that's, that's been really important to me my whole career. And he came in with just like, he was ready to work, which I thought was sweet. And he like, he wrote the shit out of it. And like, I mean, you read it. It's fun. There's parts of it that are funny. There's parts of it that are pretty serious. There's parts where he talks about like, um, you know, he's got a part in that Palm Springs line where he gets frankly a little scared and talks about like, I remember the last time I got that scared and like how, what he did in that moment in 2012 and like how he did it in 2023, you know, like I thought that was really cool. That's one of my favorite things. The guy remembers every turn. He ever made. It's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. I don't want to talk about it here, but one of the things to just underscore this is just the very closing of the piece. And you, you've actually said in a, a few of your comments here, you've alluded to this a little bit, but the close of the piece will do good things to serve as a reminder for why we do this stuff. It's just great. So well done. Totally. Okay. So 
the Jeremy Jones is opening up issue number 200. What else do you want to tell us that's going on in 200? Yeah, so so Jer is not the only athlete that approached uh, me with a story for 200. Uh, skier, you know, Carl Fosfett, he's known for his street skiing and his crazy backcountry snowmobile exploits. Um, he approached me and, and was really like, I, I was telling you before we started the pod, like he was an excellent salesperson. He's a guy that knows how to advocate for, for what he has. And he said, look, we got this honeypot story in Southern Utah. We found, you know, the time, the snow, everything. And these photos are unreal. I'll share them with you. But in order for Mountain Gazette, which was their first choice, you know, to run them, like, I don't want just one spread. I want at least six pages. Um, and I've got a story to go along with it too. And I liked that he was like, basically like, Hey, you can check this out, but just know I'll bring this to another magazine. If you don't want to quote unquote, meet my demands. And I've never had anyone um, do that with me before. But what I loved was that we saw the photos. I reviewed them with John, our art director. We like actually put them into layout um, this summer just to see like, hey, these, do they – sometimes like we get photographers that are like, I have the most epic images and the subject is dead center. And anyone that knows anything about magazines, like a horizontal image with a dead center athlete, like they're in the gutter in the page break in the middle. So like, you're just not like, it's great. It's going to look cool on Instagram, but terrible in our magazine, but no, Nick, Nick Reedy, the photographer shot that. And it's awesome. And and working with Carl, I've, I've never uh, heard anyone say anything about Carl's writing, but as you know, you and I discussed before the pot start, it's, it's really good. It's very strong. It's very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is another one. What have I said about Mountain Gazette? Like, one of the things I love about it is it surprises me. And this was another surprise. I mean, Carl is one of the most ridiculous skiers out there. I'd never seen any of his writing. I just didn't think that was in his wheelhouse. And what he's written is really good. Any passionate skier is just going to nod the whole time and be psyched on it. The reason why um, I want to talk yeah. about this Carl thing is something that I'm learning, you know, like we um, had a thousand people by our first issue. We made a thousand copies. We are not hiding the fact that like, you know, we, we have what we have. And so we're on track to be at 8,000 subscribers by the end of this month. Um, and that's in three years. Congrats. Thank you. So we yeah. feel good about that. But what I love more than like the number of subscribers is the people who are subscribing. And, you know, Carl's got some really big name sponsors that support his career and pay for his career and his lifestyle. And they all told Carl, if you're publishing with Mountain Gazette, we will wait until Mike and John make their final selections for us to then go in and pick an ad. And I just love that like a magazine frankly, we've only been around for three years. The title's been around longer, but we've built enough of a reputation for just really wanting high quality stuff that, you know, brands like K2 and Dekine were willing to wait for us to like make our selections. That and, and neither of them are ad partners. That's what I love too, is that is they, what they weren't doing it because we have a business relationship. They were doing it out of respect for our title and 
we're starting to see that. And like, what do we do with this like newfound respect? Like we honor it. We made our selections quickly so that they could then go make their selections, you know? And like, I feel confident knowing that like we have the best photos in, that for our needs in Mountain Gazette and that, you know, Dakai and K2 and any of Carl's other partners will have their best stuff. You know, I talked to Carl about his movie trailer and just asked kindly like, Hey dude, this is like probably some of the best footage you'll have in your film. Please don't give it all away. And so in his, in his trailer, I was happy to see there's only like maybe max six seconds of, of that series. So again, like we, I like how much the industry is showing the same respect to our readers that we're showing to them. And and that's what's cool with this Carl piece. Um, you know, same with same with Jeremy and his piece, going back to it. Like Jeremy shared like a quick video of it and tagged Mountain Gazette and like changed his post and was like, hey, if you want to see this full thing, subscribe to Mountain Gazette. I just I find that to be really cool. I it's we don't ask people to do stuff like that, but the fact that he's doing it was just all time. That's one of the things about a in the scheme of things, relatively small industry, whether we're just talking about the ski and snowboard industry, kind of just snow sports, or even, I mean, the outdoor industry is, I think we can sort of say, getting larger and larger as a whole. But it still is a place that, you know, people like Jeremy Jones are looking around and seeing who is doing it at a high level. You know, and it's nice that it is an industry where if you do it at a high level and work your ass off, you have a shot of being recognized, you know, and and people surrounding that to support. And hopefully it is one of those things like you help elevate the rest of the industry, right? And like, let's whatever aspect we're involved in, let's try to do it at as high of a level as we can, you know, whether you're a brick and mortar ski shop, whether you are on the media side of things, whether you are on the product review side of things. And I like that. It resonates with what you're saying. Cause I think, I think I see that too. And, um, I like that part, like the, you know, whatever you want to say, iron sharpens iron or whatever, but like, let's, let's keep this at a high level. I think what I'm after Man, if we can have any lasting impact on the industry, like, dude, I've heard from several new magazines, you know, whether it's, you know, Michael Levy, who's one of our contributors that just started up Summit Magazine again, which is so cool. It's like older than us, you know, like, um, you know, Trails Magazine or Cade Creechko is one of our contributors starting Ori, a travel mag. The thing that I always thought we would have is like, I just want to respect the audience. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, Respect the audience. But now what I'm kind of seeing that we're having an impact on with brands we work with and everything is don't go for the easy, cheap buck. You know, like don't go for the easy, cheap win. Like work your ass off on whatever your product might be. Make sure it's of high value and that it's lasting. More importantly, that it's a, something that's going to last and people are going to care about. And And just like don't, don't offer something cheap just because you can, you know? And I think like it's an ambition of ours at Mountain Gazette for all of us to be like, cool, we want to influence like the other media companies, the other brands and outdoor to make 
the highest quality thing. One, it's going to cut down on consumerism. You're not going to have to buy the same crap every two to three months. You can buy it once and know that it's going to work. It's going to be great. That's well-crafted. Like I think that craftsmanship and caring about what you make is really important. And I think like why we're attracting people like Carl, who works his ass off to make incredible films every year for himself and his friends, or why we're attracting Jeremy, who's like, dude, the guy's got enough to do going to the White House and, you know, I mean, Protect Our Winners has been getting a lot of wins this last year. He's getting busier. Jones Snowboard has a new outerwear line. Like, he's getting busier, you know? Like, the fact that he's willing to take his time out because he knows we'll give it the right attention, like, means a lot to us. And and with this, like, newfound respect and power that we're getting as a mover in this industry, like, we're, we're not taking it for granted. We're We're trying to attract more of that talent. And that leads me right into like the third thing I want to talk about, which is a pretty major debut. You know, not for nothing, Chris Picard is you know probably the most followed photographer. Like he's he's got a photo gallery in our issue. But the the real cool debut that we're getting that happened again organically is that Steve Martin, the comedian that uh, you're like, wait, that Steve Martin, the white haired guy, yeah, only murders in the building, and King Tut, SNL, like everything the jerk uh, is making his debut at Mountain Gazette. And what I find really cool is that it came organically through our cartoonist, Harry Bliss. Um, Harry has worked with Steve on two New York Times bestselling books. Um, I mean, this guy has the Mark, I think he was the first, one of the first recipients of the Mark Twain Kennedy's honor of like comedy. Like, I mean, he's probably one of the greatest comedians and entertainers of all time. Um, he and Harry worked together and Harry and I this summer had coffee in Burlington and Harry emailed me like six hours after our coffee. And he goes, I shared the magazine with Steve. He loves it and he wants to be a part of it. And that pretty damn validating, man. And so he and Harry, I gave them carte blanche. I'm like, you guys know what you're doing. You love the outdoors. They made a great cartoon. You've seen it. Um, and it's just what I think is cool is like we're ta- we're in talks right now for them to contribute for two issues next year. So it's not like a flash in the pan thing. Like, um, and again, I, I I'm not putting one over the other of like Jeremy and Carl versus Steve or Crit or whatever. What I think is cool is that we are attracting high caliber, extremely talented people for truly the not the benefit of our ego, but the benefit of our readers. Like out of 200 200 pages, you get two pages of Steve Martin and Harry Bliss. And it's an original comic. It's only available in Mountain Gazette. And that just feels like a real, feels like a real win for all of us. So we're psyched to have, have them on board. Well, dude, what's the deal? Can people still order issue number 200? Talk a bit about that, where, where to do it, how to do it. So we're recording this on September 7th, um, September 30th at a lift, uh, 11.59 p.m. Pacific is the last day that you can subscribe and receive 200. So it means we have about three weeks, three to four weeks, depending on when this comes out. Um, this comes out Monday. Yes, this comes out on Monday. So that means you have about three weeks left. And... Uh, what I find interesting is I'm pulling this up 
right now on my phone. We have sold out of every issue except 198. We have eight available. And I am literally showing you right there. You can see we have eight available. That's not marketing baloney or bullshit or whatever. Like we have eight copies left. And when we sell out of those final eight copies, which will probably be by tonight, we will have sold every single copy of Mountain Gazette that we have printed in the last three years. So when I say like it'll sell out, like it will. And what I find is that people tend to rush to subscribe after it's been out and they've seen like the quote unquote social proof. Like, oh, it's a good issue. It's a good issue. If you need the social proof, you should go to our Instagram and look at any of the tags of like our old issues of like Arrival. All those issues are gone and no one's going to sell them to you because they keep them. So I've got that coming up. Um, I'm going to take a break. My wife is turning 40 and we're going to fly with our sons over to Europe and spend two weeks at a farm, essentially in Italy. And kind of, I guess my gift to my wife is I'm going to learn how to make pizza, which is her favorite food. Um, And we're going to like hang out on this, you know, goat and olive oil farm in Italy for two weeks. And what's nice is like the day I get back in October will be like around the time subscribers start receiving their issue. So it's like a nice time for me to check out and, you know, you know, you make 200 plus size issues. It, it, this took a lot out of me. Case in, case in point, we started re- recording this podcast at 10 a.m. and it's 1.45 p.m. <laughs> by no one's fault but my own. So, yeah. So like, right. I wouldn't say I'm operating at like 90%. I'd say I'm a, a nice 65% passing grade right now. So I need to go recharge and then come back and yeah. Dude, where in Italy are you going to be? Uh, we're going to go to Montepulciano. You know, I'm completely smitten with Italy. Like completely. I've been twice and I'm just like, I need to be... I need to spend time in this country every single year. I'm looking at maybe trying to get back in early November, but I'm completely obsessed. So in my family, um, my wife works in the hospitality and like tech space. She just moved over to tech like this year, Um, but she's been in hotels and hospitality her whole career. She is a planner um, and I am a... I have these dates and I will have a place to stay and maybe one or two spots I want to check out, but I'm a discoverer, if you will. So like we just walk after I shipped the issue yesterday, we took our dogs for a walk and I was like, so where are we going in Italy? Like, what are we doing there? Like she's, she's, she's planned this whole trip and, and I'm excited just to go and put all of my energy and passion into like my two kids, which I try to do every day. And also like my wife and like, just, just be the four of us together and just be like, cool. Like what, what's here? What can we see? We always thought like France would be a spot that we might relocate to like one day. Um, it is the benefit of mountain Gazette given that like, I can just be in the mountains anywhere and make it. But, um, but yeah, we're going to celebrate Megan's 40th over in Italy. And then, when I come back, man, it's like hitting the ground running. You know, one thing as we grow, um, that was really important to me 
this is a Jason Leventhal thing and from our friend Dan is we're becoming more and more profitable every year, which is really cool. But uh, I want to put that money back into the community in a real way. So I was just doing it with Austin before this call. Like we're sponsoring the Solomon quality ski time tour with our friend Drew Peterson. So, you know, and not like a media sponsor. We're giving, we're not giving them any ads. We're supporting it with real money. We, We put money into it. You know, like Joe Johnson from Solomon and I have like worked on like logistics of like the van and wrapping it, what merch items we want to give away. And again, like it's not so much to like get the word out about Mountain Gazette. I'm sure that'll happen, but it's more like, dude, I like a good ski movie film tour. That's how I got into this industry. And like, that's a really great one to give back to. You know, our friend Elise has a great movie coming out with Jackie Peso called Here Hold My Kid. I was very proud to be one of the first brands to come on. And again, not like a media sponsorship, whatever, like we're putting money into it. You know, as you know, like in a Bluetooth, like we took out an ad in your magazine. Why? Because again, it's my way of saying like, I, I don't want to just be on your podcast and take, I want to give back to Blister because it's mutually beneficial because I believe in what you're doing. And we want to show that um, we're putting an ad in Backcountry Magazine, and actually, I'm stoked that their CEO Adam Howard, who was their editor for a long time, has an amazing piece in Mountain Gazette 200 that I've been begging him to write for two years. And how we and I are friends, the way you and I are friends, the way we like, are we competing for stuff? Like I, we've never really thought about that, but at the same time, like we all support each other and we all help each other. I want it to be like, cool, I appreciate your support. I appreciate the long hour-long chats we have. Um, you know, we've got plans next year. 200 has consumed us this year. Next year, we're like, we really want to get across the fact that we're not just writing about mountain towns. We're not just like selling to mountain towns. We're actually using these subscriber dollars and trying to better mountain towns. Um, and that's pretty ambitious. But, you know, we are growing. We're growing quickly. And I don't want anyone to think like I took this culture that we all care about so much and monetized it. Like, no, I want to be like, yeah, I did do that and put it on blast and gave it to the rest of the world, you know, like sold to the rest of the world. But then I took that money and it put a mural on a wall in Kings Beach, you know, like I built a little free library. Like we really want to make sure that we're a good citizen from a, from a company standpoint and from all of us standpoint, like in mountain town. So I like, I'm supposed to wait until January to do all those things, but like I'm already off to the races trying to figure out how we can do cool stuff. The same way you guys do blister labs and like, you know, like we don't yet know the benefits of blister labs, but once those kids start going through that, like, you know, my kids might have the lightest weight toe piece of, of all time, Jonathan, because of, I love that it's always about the toe pieces with you. It's amazing. Um, Hey, I, before I let you go, I want to talk about mountain Gazette library. Oh yes. Yeah. You're going to be a guest reader. Yeah. We launched a pot. We launched a podcast. (laughs) We did it. This fulfills a, a, uh, I won't call it a lifelong ambition. But it's something that I've been thinking about for several years. Rightly or wrongly, I was like, I like to think about myself that I would be one of these 
really good, you know, sort of anonymous voices to do audiobooks. And, you know, I do, you know, a lot of podcast experience, but uh, I was like, ooh, Mountain Gazette Library reading one of these great stories. I was like, this is this is a fit. Let me test this hypothesis of mine that I would be a kick-ass sort of audiobook reader. So we're we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. So uh we put out season one. We've got um I believe two episodes left. And then our host, John Boozdar, who is this like incredible Pakistani American kid that like wrote a story for us. And then he had a podcast he was doing as part of his um you know graduation requirements to get out of college. We just started talking and like Everyone's always asking how we're going to release our archive. And I thought, man, the nice thing about current Mountain Gazette is you don't need to read it all at once. And so we were like, what if we put out audiobook format of this? So we tested it with 10 episodes of John. Steo and Gordini supported it. Um, and it's been cool, man. What I think is awesome is every week, the older episodes are getting more listens which is very cool to me. Like that is like awesome. It's like, you know, podcast reporting is notoriously pretty bleak. Like it's funny. We have better analytics on who reads our magazine and what they do, where they come from than we do for podcasting. But we're psyched, man. Like a lot of, a lot of downloads on Apple music, a lot of the feedback, you know, um, people have said they want a variety of readers, like for female voices they want, they want to hear one. So we're actually working with a lot of voice actors um, and, and, one of whom is you. I've got steep, st- stiff competition, it sounds like. We're ta- no, I think what's cool is we're, we're all about what makes our readers, you know, surprised and delighted and inspired. And so we're like, we're hearing back from them about like, we, you know, this is what we want. This is what we want. This is what we want. And people are like, we love the concept. We like John as a host. We don't know that we want John to read every single episode. And we're and John's like, I don't want to read every single episode. So John's working with voice talent now. And then, yeah, so we'll do 10 episodes that will come out around Thanksgiving and run into the new year. And then we're already talking to brands about seasons three and four next year. We're going to try to do like 20 to 20, 24 episodes a year. And um, in a perfect world, we'll start digging into more recent issues of the Gazette and trying to get the authors to read their own stories, which I think could be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we love it and we tried it as an experiment. Steo, like Liz Barrett over at Steo has been very supportive with us. Um, we're actually doing a retail experiment with Steo. So Mountain Gazette 200 will for the first time ever be available in every Steo store in October. So we're psyched about that. We're going to try to do an event this fall in their one of their their Bozeman store that's opening up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for you to be. I, I will say too, for those of you listening, Jonathan sounded really confident. The way you approached me about it was so like hat in hand. Like, you know, hey, I've always wondered if, and I was like, absolutely no. But I mean, I've been on this podcast, dude. You're a great podcast host. So I think it's, it's going to be there. And what's nice is you don't have to nail it in one take, you know? <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Hmm. In college, they call it the one take Ellsworth. I, I only need one take, bro. Just kidding. I'll probably need like 87 yeah. takes, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. 
And then, you know, we're like, we haven't really said this publicly, but I am a big believer of like putting these things out into the universe. Like our goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers in the next like three to four months. And we're on, we're on pace for that. We're actually ahead of pace for it. You know, we added uh, almost 1,100 subscribers last month, just under 1,100. And it blow, it, what I find really cool is that people are trying Mountain Gazette and we're exceeding their expectations. And that is where I always want us to be. Like, give us a try. I don't know how I want to feel about this. You're a prime example of that. You're like, I don't think I need this. You tried it. And so... It's good. And then, yeah, you know, like we have hopes to keep supporting our other independent media friends, you know, beyond just, you know, taking out ads, but like offering, you know, the hard lessons we've learned about shipping and receiving and, and warehouses and what, you know, subscription management. You know, we've got two magazines on our custom back end right now, the answer, and we're, we're adding a third by the end of this year. And again, like, we're not charging an arm and a leg. We're just like, Hey, this is a modern publication tool that will help you. So, um, I'm, ha I'm happy, dude, like happiest I've ever been. And I cannot wait for it to fucking snow. Like I cannot wait for it. I'm going to say it one more time. I am so be, I'm so sick of being in offices and on zoom call. Like I am ready to ski. Um, Kurt Nichols is a friend of mine. We're grabbing dinner tonight. He's from Glade goggles. Like he just moved to incline with his wife we're going to put him in this little like ski group I have with like Dan Abrams and like just, it's not about like having business connects. It's just about like we go skiing every fucking day and I'm ready for that. And I'm swearing on purpose because to emphasize, this is how excited I am after 110 plus days of skiing last year. Like I am at zero. I'm at negative in my gas tank. I need to bring it back up to full and ski every day. So it's coming, man. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And, and, and to make it two in a row, I am, it's in my calendar. I'm coming to the blister event this year. I'm, I'm coming to the summit. It's there. I've got it planned out. I've got babysitters for my children. Like we are, I'm coming. I will book my flight this fall so that I really can't back out. I will get a non-refundable flight. So, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but I'm coming. I'm, very coming. So if you're out there and you needed one more reason to go to the Brister Summit, you finally get to meet a six foot one awkward ski kid from upstate New York. Everyone's dream. Everybody's dream. Yeah. I mean, forget Cody and Hoji and Angel Collinson. Oh, yeah. The six foot one awkward kid from New York. Yes. Be there. Oh. I, I have had the for good fortune of skiing with all of those people. Let me tell you, it will be much more relatable skiing with me. That's your angle. I like that. That see, that's good marketing. If you want to ski with more relatable ski experience, yes, you'll be there. Yes. Okay, I like. If you that. want to feel use really that. bad about your lifelong skill set at skiing? Please go ski with Hoji and Cody and Angel. Right, you'll, you'll feel terrible. <laughs> but if you want to feel good, if you want to feel good about your skiing, you come. You come out with me. I will do a one eighty off a Jersey Booter, and you'll think, really, that's how he skis. So. Okay, I'm glad to hear this confirmation that you'll be at the summit. I'm doing it. We we still have a couple things up our sleeve that you don't know about yet for oh, the summit. Great. We will discuss. I think you're going to be psyched. 
we're gonna leave it at that on, on that front. But um, okay, this is this is good info though, and and you're gonna be psyched on the the next thing up our sleeve. Just so everyone out there knows, I am like Burning Man just ended, so like we're seeing that all that North Lake Tahoe because it's near Reno. But um, inside the industry, I am trying to change Blister Summit's like nickname to Freezing Man. No, I not, think it's gonna work. Trying. I think it's gonna work. Big. Oh yeah, see you at Freezing Man. <laughs> Pretty dope. Nope. Freezing Man at Crested no. View. It's so good. It's so good, man. <laughs> you wonder what he has up his what's up his sleeve his art installations you have never shared that with me never. so th- i'm hearing about this for the first time okay freezing man freezing man that's wow. aka freezing man yep so that's what freezing we're saying okay yep my, wow. my wife okay. is my, i'm on a live podcast right now my wife's asking if i'm going to pick up my son i am going to pick up my son yeah so, you should do that yep i told you megan's the planner of the family so I can't believe you're going to Italy. I feel like you should have invited me. I feel like I should try to I don't know how I could possibly just stop by for a day or two. Swing but I would in. love to. Swing in. Let me yeah, that's probably a long shot, but that would be really fun. And yeah. uh Okay, we'll 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 talk. We have a few things to talk about we do. per usual. We do. But for now, man, it's always good to catch up. Oh, love it. Appreciate appreciate what you're doing. I look forward to getting my copy of 200 in the mail. Yeah. Keep on keeping on, man, and I do hope you get the chance to really recharge. Yeah. Same with you, man. We're we have 200 page books each behind us, 200 plus page books behind us and yeah, we'll recharge and we'll be back with more goofy outdoor media takes for 201. So. Sounds good. All right. Get your kid. Talk to you soon, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. I want to say thanks to Mike, as always, for another good conversation. Thanks to Taylor Ahern for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. I am currently recording this outro actually from Chicago. And tomorrow, Monday the 11th, I'm going to be recording a very interesting conversation for our Crafted podcast. We're going to be talking about ethical manufacturing in the United States. And in fact, right here in downtown Chicago. So you can check that conversation out this Wednesday over on our Crafted podcast. And if you haven't already been checking out what we've been up to on our Crafted podcast, go subscribe to it because I think you're going to find some very interesting and surprising conversations. Maybe that's a bit how I like to say that I always find Mountain Gazette to be full of surprises. Well, that's one of the things I would say about our Crafted podcast and you should check it out. All right, everybody, take good care and we will talk to you again real soon.